Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Success Listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 338. <clears throat> Honored and privileged to be able to continue to do this podcast after nine years. Um, you know, the only thing that I would ask of you guys that have been a faithful listener for many, many years and even for months now, you know, the only thing I'd ask you to do is share this episode or share this actual podcast uh, with a friend and, you know, let it just... Uh, let it be just something that uh, you pass along to them, that they might get some encouragement out of it, might get some direction out of things. But I uh, just want to ask you to share this podcast with someone. That's how you can uh, compliment me and tell me also how much you appreciate this. So, without further ado, <clears throat> the I don't really have a topic uh, or title, I should say. I don't really have a title to this episode here, this has been something that has been r- kind of rumbling around or rambling around, you know, in me for the last, say, a uh, couple weeks now, and I've just been meditating on this really um, for a good little while. <clears throat> so if you know me, uh, which, you know, some of you guys have just only know me through the podcast, which is totally fine, you know me, uh, I have what they call, you know, I, I I utilize, you know, this, uh, you know, personality, uh, it's called personality plus, uh, book that I read way back whenever I was 20 something years old. And it kind of helped me define my personality and who I am. And, you know, I'm one of those types of people, uh, that I'm what they call a choleric, uh, or a caloric, uh, you know, personality. And that is kind of a little bit of um, my bent. And then there's obviously other other personalities with that, you know, which is you know, a peaceful phlegmatic, a uh, popular sanguine, uh, or uh, a you know melancholy, uh, perfect melancholy, as what they would describe it, or a powerful choleric. So. I've had to refine my personality. I've had to, you know, factor that in, guys, to how, you know, me and the Lord kind of work together and how I actually operate in my faith. I don't think I've ever said that before, but it's something that I know that I've thought about, I've meditated on, where that I know my tendencies or I know what my personality or what my leanings are of what I typically do. And so with that being said, I always have to kind of factor in, okay, Lord, you know, how, how do I work my, how how do I overcome my personality or my, you know, traits as a, as a powerful choleric and wanting to control things, wanting to, uh, you know, be in control, wanting to fix something, uh, wanting to take charge over something, 
these are just kind of the the ways of how I am. And so I always have to kind of filter this through the lens of my of what the Bible says of who I am. Not really what the my personality is, but what the Bible says and really kind of kind of hedge those things off. And one of the things that I know that as a powerful cleric or as someone that, you know, has my personality, you know, you're constantly wanting to try to fix or be better or do better. Uh, you don't like being wrong. Uh, you don't like making mistakes. These are, in the past, you know, things that I have to really work on uh, that to overcome. And it's been a process that I've walked down the road with the Holy Spirit on for quite some time. And a gentleman that uh, he said he made this statement in in a message. I was at church, you know, good to be in church. Always want to be in church. Actually, physically be in church. I'm a big proponent of actually physically being in church. I know the online thing is great, and that's um, that's good. But uh, there's just something about actually physically being in church. Anyway, I'm in church listening to uh, the minister that's actually, um, you know, delivering the message at that time. And I, I don't even really remember his, his message, even though I took notes on it. But one thing I did write down in my, um, in my notebook, and that was <laughs> that Jesus called us to follow him and that he would make us into fishers of men. Okay? Jesus would make us into fishers of men. Now, he said, and in, 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 in that, he really emphasized this whole entire thing of that he would make us into fishers of men. And that one statement right there, I just, I honestly, I started just kind of rolling around inside of me because it was just such a powerful thing that I had never really, I mean, I had known that, I mean, I I'd looked at so many scriptures, I've, I've meditated on so many scriptures where it says that, you know, God's, uh, God's going to, you know, complete in you, uh, you know, the plan of salvation that he has for you. God is going to, um, God is God is going to make you into what you ought to be. That's that's what that says right there. And uh, I think it's First Peter, or five. I I believe it is. He's going to make you into what you ought to be. Uh, he even goes on to you know say, I've meditated on this scripture. Uh, no telling how many times. Proverbs sixteen three says commit your way commit your your uh your plans or your way holy that's w-h-o-l-e-l-y um holy to the lord and he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will you know and so and then i have to even you know throw in there proverb i mean philippians you know 213 you know i know it says right there in the uh, if you kind of back that up right there 
with another scripture verse that's right before it that you're supposed to work out your own salvation. But it says how you do that is actually, or the way you do that is you actually um, take yourself and you allow the Lord, not in your own strength. That's what it says in the scripture. It says not in your own strength. But God is all the while effectively, as is in the Amplified Classic of Philippians 2.13, God is effectively uh, all the while um, at work in you, creating in you uh, the power and desire to, good, to do his good and pleasing and perfect work. I mean, you can go to uh, Ephesians 2.10 and that God's got things you know, planned up, uh, ahead of time for us, prearranged for us, you know, uh, that we would take those paths, um, you know, to him or for, for him, that we should take those paths that have been already created for us. Anyway, I had to get my brain wrapped around the fact that God was doing the work inside of me. And as I've meditated through this and really kind of pontificated saying, okay, what does this look like? How, how does this work on a daily basis? What is, I mean, I, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. Okay. Or excuse me. Let me back that phrase up. I know that I was a sinner and I've been saved by the grace of God. And now the grace of God is inside of me working on the inside of me. And because of that, because of that, the grace of God uh, is enabling me, enabling me to to do His work. Now, I just said that's a full full mouthful. And then when when uh, the pa- the pastor uh, said that that He is going to make me into a fisher of men, and I actually kind of coupled this with another message that was given a couple of weeks before, maybe in a week before this. Where and I even alluded to this in maybe another episode here recently, but it says in in the word, it says this right here, it says that, um, that Jesus is risen from the dead. I believe this is I'm putting in this in context. Jesus is risen from the dead, and he's back with his disciples. Right, so this I don't know. It's in one of the God. It's one in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. My thing is in John, actually. And Jesus, Jesus is sitting there walking along, and he's talking to Simon Peter, and he tells Simon Peter, "Hey Peter, let me tell you um, how you're going to how you're going to die." He literally tells him this. He prophesies to Peter how he's going to basically uh, die. And this is a pretty heavy thing, what Jesus is telling Peter. But it's really interesting what Jesus, in this whole entire thing, because Peter, I'm sure Peter's like, whoa. But then Peter turns to Jesus and says, well, what about him? And he's pointing to John. And he says, well, what about him? Because I think that somewhere in, you know, the whole conversation with the disciples that there were talks that John 
would never die. And that that was something that was, um, could potentially happen. Well, Jesus does something extremely interesting and fascinating. What he says to Peter. He's actually pretty, pretty sharp and pretty blunt with it. And that's typically the way Jesus is, but, you know, that sometimes we want to paint him as this, you know, uh, friendly Jesus. Jesus is actually in scripture pretty blunt. He says this right here to Peter. He says, what's it to you? You know, I, I, again, I don't have scripture verse because I'm driving right now. Go look it up if you like to, but it's, it's, I think it's in John. But he says, what is it to you, Peter? And I've been just meditating on this whole entire thing of how that kind of parallels of what's it to you, Peter? It doesn't matter what happens to John. John is of no concern to you. You need to only focus on your walk, on your, your, your destination. What's it to you? And that's a pretty sobering you know, thought, in my opinion, of what Jesus says to Peter right there. But then he, he backs it up. Now watch this again. Watch this. I think it's in this whole entire story. Again, you've got to go just look it up. It even goes into saying to Peter, all I've said to you is follow me. That's the only answer that Jesus gives Peter, really. Uh, what's it to you? Just follow me. That's all I've got for you. Follow me, because I'm the one, Peter. I'm the one that's going to make you into a fisher of men. So I want to bring all this kind of home, <laughs> if I can, with you. Because for me personally, guys, I, I've, as I've meditated or thought through or, you know, just begun the process of saying, okay, well, what does Scripture say? How does Scripture say it? Um, you know, what is it that I need to uh, understand of how Jesus is going to make me into a fisherman? Or how is Jesus going to take my thoughts and make them into his own? Or, or you know, not in my own strength. What am I supposed to do? Just lay in bed and, you know, God's going to, you know, zap me and energize me with his, with himself and do that. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. And in my, in the last, you know, 10 or 12 years that I've meditated on this and especially even, you know, these verses of Proverbs 16, three, and also Proverbs, um, Three, uh, excuse me, uh, Philippians three, verse, uh, excuse me, ver chapter two, verse thirteen, and I've meditated these scriptures. What what I've discovered, what I've discovered, is the following. The only way we follow the G follow Jesus is bearing our noses. Watch this now, bearing our noses in scripture. That's it. It's not complicated. I know that we want to make it like what I was saying, that Jesus is going to just, you know, zap me into activity mode and, you know, I'm going to rev my engine up and I'm going to 
go, 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 and I, you know, just be empowered by, you know, the Holy Spirit, which can happen. You know, I believe that the Holy Spirit can come upon you. I believe that praying in, uh, praying in an unknown tongue, uh, with the evidence of, uh, you know, praying in the Holy Spirit is going to help you. But what I, what I do know, what I do believe is that we as believers, as we look into the Word on a consistent daily basis, those are pretty key words right there, consistent daily basis, that it says, and I think it's in James, that it's almost like we will see the the law the 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 word is almost like a mirror to us that we will start to see ourselves in the word and how the word will actually reflect back to us what we ought to see and what we ought to be and because the more i'm in the word the more i I, I find myself having the word talk to me or how that I'm able to easily hear from Holy Spirit. Now, again, you've got to obey the word. <laughs> it's not just one thing to read the word, and but you also have to be a doer of the word. So when I, when I hear the, when I see the Holy Spirit or, or get a nudge from Holy Spirit about something, then I'm quick to act i i want to um i want to be obedient i don't want to be have delayed obedience because delayed obedience only results in delayed blessing and i i i don't like that hang on let me get a quick swig of water hang on guys and so what my what my objective is is to be in my, in God's word on a consistent basis. I want I want the word coming in my ear gate as well as my eye gate. I mean, I just did an episode on that uh, this past this past week or this last episode where it says in Proverbs four that the you know that putting the word in your eye gate and ear gate is medicine to your flesh. And I also believe, you know, the answer to this whole mental health um, situation that's going on. I mean, I, I, I just was watching something on YouTube the other day about mental health. And it's a big, big deal uh, out there in our society today. But, you know, where you actually can help your mental health is by consistently being in the word. Wash your brain with the word. Let me say that again. Wash your brain with the word. And so therefore, when you start to wash your brain with the word, you're really following Jesus. Because Jesus is the word. And when you dig in to the word, the word starts to change you. You start to have the word talk to you. I mean, I've talked about that many times in Proverbs chapter 6. It says that, that the actual word will go to bed with you. The word will... Uh, be with you during the day, and the Word will talk to you. I believe it says that 
that the actual word will talk to you. So let me kind of wrap all this up. So Jesus says he, let me go back to my whole entire thing I started out with, my personality. Okay. I'm not called to try to fix myself. I'm not called to try to make me a better person. Yes, I have to deny my flesh. That, that is a, that's, a, that's, that's a given. I have to do that. But how do I do that? How do I do that without, um, you know, getting so wrapped around the axle and just getting all hung up with, okay, I've got to do this better. I got to, but it's just really, guys, it's getting in the word, meditating the word, um, you know, being consistent with being in the word. And because of that, the word is going to wash you. The word is going to teach you how to profit. The word is going to tell you the way you should go. The, these are just the things. And, you know, I, I've got a decision I've got to make here um, about some monies and everything like that. And you know what? I've gone to the word. I've looked at the word. I've, I've also, you know, started to journal and talk to Holy Spirit about it already. You know, I'm also going to do what the word says to do of getting a multitude of counseling with this and guess what all this is word-based and i go back to this whole entire thing of you know peter you know what's it to you how somebody else that their journey is supposed to play out the only thing jesus says to every one of us and i like that i like this that he says it in a very simple way and i like how jesus makes it very simple he just says follow me he doesn't say where we're going. He doesn't say how long the journey is going to be. He doesn't say, you know, you're going to do this, this, and this. He doesn't give you any details. He just says, follow me. And so for me, I take that as, okay, I've got to follow him, follow his word, and be in his word, and not be concerned about what somebody else does or doesn't do or what their journey looks like or how they do. I need to do what I sense Holy Spirit leading me to do right now. And gang, I promise you this, as you begin the process of really diving into the Word and being in the Word, that guess what? God is going to make you a fisher of men. He's going to do the work. He's going to do the work. That's, that's the beauty of, yes, I have to deny myself. I have to follow. I have to choose to follow him. That's right. But man, I promise you that once you start getting into motion about this, gang, I, I promise you that it's, it's an awesome journey. It's an exciting journey. It's not filled with doom and gloom. It's not filled with it's a whole lot better than, you know, not having Jesus at all. I promise you that. Um, I mean, I had a buddy of mine just text me uh, yesterday. Actually, I want to read his text because it was just a great reminder to me that what he texted me, he was actually going on a job interview, and he just said, he just said something 
um, that he's looking at different sides of, you know, this type of business that he's actually been a part of. And he's, you know, there, this company has reached out to him and he said, um, I'm, you know, am I quali- I'm at least qualified, right? And the way I interpret that is I, you know, I, cause I was just going back and forth with him. I said, yeah, you're a great salesperson and you always are qualified. And he, and he replied back to me this statement, which I, you know, I remember talking to him about this stuff and he actually is now taking this to heart and I love it. And he says, I'm highly favored. That makes me qualified. I'm qualifying them as much as they are qualifying me. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I just replied to him, amen to that. But gang, the, that, that gentleman right there is a gentleman that's actually been consistent, been in the word, allowed the word to change him. He wouldn't have made that statement to me right there, or that text message to me five years ago. I promise you that. Five years ago, that gentleman would definitely not have made that statement to me, but he did now because he understands who he is and he's allowed the Lord to change him. He's allowed the Lord to make him into a fisherman. Because the Lord, said, the Lord says that he will make you into what you ought to be. That's 1 Peter 5. You get a quick swig of water again. So, gang, you're highly favored. So, gang, know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys. And, gang, we'll catch you on the other side.